Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of When Survival Looks Like Success. This episode is entitled, Who Will Save Your Soul? Like the Jewel song. You remember that Jewel song from back then? Who will save your soul? Okay, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> we are nearing the end of season one. There's only like a few more episodes to go. And what a season one it has been. Good news first. We placed in the Hour Detroit Best of Detroit 2022 Bronze Medal Baby for Best Podcast. Yay! So excited. It's crazy, right? This podcast has really stayed true to the vision I wanted. Experts in their fields, entrepreneurs, storytelling, mental health talk, real talk about society, hard talk, and opening up minds and dialogue amongst our peers in short but impactful episodes. So I want to say thank you to my producer, Ray, and his team for doing this journey with me. And thank you to my friend, Tommy, for doing two of my guest-produced episodes. A huge thank you to everyone who voted. And last but not least, everyone who appeared on the podcast to offer their vulnerability and words of wisdom. Damn, I am so grateful. And so this really ties into today's episode. This win is all about today's episode. Because people have been asking me nonstop since I placed if I'm planning on monetizing off this podcast. And truth be told is I don't have any plans for that right now. And I'm not monetizing off of it. I've never even tried. I've never even attempted it. I'm sure it's possible that I could for sure. But that's not really where my head is at right now or my heart. I wanted to start this journey as an expression of my soul. I had words to say, stories to tell, and fascinating people I wanted to interview. It was a passion project and a mission from a universal energy, a divine will, so to speak. And so here today to talk with me about spirituality in the workplace and how it all aligns is Ken, who works with producer Ray here at Team XL. Welcome to the show, Ken. What's going on? So I instantly noticed that Ken's soul is like mine, which is like 6,000 years old. Is that about accurate? I would say it has no time. It has no time. time Right? I mean, come on now. With that statement alone, you know he's the right person to talk about this. So no one knows how the hell old he is because he speaks a different language. Like in in real life, like sitting here, every time a guest comes in, they're always like, how old are you? No one knows. And he's been learning from Ray and observing the podcast and producing. And his comments began really grabbing my attention. Like, this dude gets it. He gets my shit. And I think now more than ever, we need men to speak. Because I can honestly say that a lot of men in this country are broken. Their souls are broken. So it is important to have representatives to empower healing in the community. And that is why Ken is here. So today we're going to be discussing spirituality and capitalism, two polar opposite ideals, or are they? So Ken, what are your initial thoughts on where spirituality falls in modern day society? Spirituality in modern society is like, it's beginning to leak through at a very rapid pace. Everywhere you go, you know, people see angel numbers, people see in different signs, 
you might see the crystals and some of the different uh, rituals that people use, like sage or, you know, meditation, things like that. But the thing to note is all these things are not modern at all. They're actually ancient. That's the whole thing. So I want to talk a little bit about that. So when it, and we'll get into that a little bit in our next episode as well. So make sure you listen to that episode. But let's think about timelines for a minute. Think about like our grandparents, right? So like a lot of our grandparents and great grandparents, they were churchgoers, regardless of what religion um, or sect they belonged to. They were churchgoers, be it like Christianity, Muslim, Jewish. That was, and they went to temples, they went to synagogues, they went to churches, and that was part of their life on a very regular basis. Like you went on your Sundays, your Saturdays, you you celebrated your religious holidays, you did these things, and then I feel like as time has gone on. We lost some of that. And I don't want to say we lost morality. I don't think it's that necessarily. But I think we lost some of that tradition or that need to do some of that in that type of environment. And for a while there, and I want to say for decades, it just started declining, 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 declining. Now I'm starting to see this reemergence of spirituality outside of an actual physical location. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. I started Spiritual Sundays on Instagram. Actually, it's on the When Survival Looks Like Success platform for June, July, and August. Spiritual Sundays, 9.30 a.m., pop on in. But, um, and I think that people are starting to use social media a lot more for, like, I see it on TikTok, like, inspirational videos, like, um, and people doing affirmations every morning. So what do you think is, like, going to be, I want to say like the new church, like the new synagogue, the new temple. What do you think is the future for spirituality? Spirituality is going to be a science that no one can deny. You're going to have to, at some point in your life, recognize your inner spirituality because we just seen um, last year or two years ago when the pandemic hit, the church was closed, you know, and if people didn't have access to Zoom, then what are you doing? So it really shows people where the real uh, temple or church is, was is within the body. That's what, that's the whole thing. It's within the body. So people are starting to realize that at this point, which is no, it's no accident that it's happening at this time. You know, I really feel like the intention with that, and I I noticed a lot, especially like during the shutdown, like the commun- the need for community was very strong. I think that people that were more introverted, like thrived very well, wow. um, or people that were, um, like they say, like ambiverted, you know, thrived really well. But for people that had a dependency on community, that was a real struggle. So like being able to develop that community. And what do you think in terms of, so spirituality, what I've noticed a lot of in this modern day and age is it's it's kind of like, okay, it's it's a revival, but it's still kind of a solo practice. We're starting to see more in ways of group meditation, group sound baths. You know, I just hosted the Ferndale Wellness Fair and we had group, you know, yoga classes, group Tai Chi. So do you think we're going to start seeing more of that, like more of these like small group settings or different types of group spirituality? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. When the, when the chosen ones, uh, you know, they say it's, uh, many are called, but few are chosen. So those few that's chosen that really recognize that inner spirituality, they're going to get the linking up and creating different groups as you're doing, you know, with the uh, yoga sessions and things of that nature. So it's definitely, it's definitely a time where it's starting to click and link up. 
What is your opinion about men and spirituality in this modern day and age? I notice a lot of women have a tendency to um, take the leap a little bit more when it comes to like signing up for that half day retreat or um, going to a gong immersion or things like that. So where do you think like men and spirituality are falling in today? Like what, where are the needs? What do you think needs to happen more of? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Personally, I feel that men should take more care of themselves. Um, And I know that's kind of hard when you uh, have a family to provide for, but it's all about how you uh, plan and time different things. So I feel like we need to really focus in more on our how we actually feel about stuff, uh, emotional intelligence. Uh, different things should be exercised in the household pertaining to men because we have to understand that, um, you know, we don't, we don't want to lead the pack, lead the group. So if we don't have the ability to even uh, know like have emotional intelligence, we, if we don't have that ability to know that or even know ourselves, then we can't lead anyone. And I think that we should take more uh, self-care days. You know, when, like you're just saying, the retreat. Take some time, just, you know, catch your breath, meditate for a second. Journal, go uh, go to a men's, uh, you know, meditation, stuff like that. Do you think more of that needs to be hosted in the community? Um, for anyone listening, I know we have a strong Metro Detroit following but I've actually checked and we do have some international listeners. So um, do you think that's something that needs to be established more? Like more men's meditation groups, men's spiritual reading groups, men's Bible groups, men's, you know, like things that are a little bit more um, personal or or even gender specific. Yes, definitely. And actually, uh, me and Ray got something coming up pretty soon for uh, people, people that's in the Metro Detroit area. We have a uh, men's meditation. We just come back chill, you know talk about different things, build, so. A sharing circle type thing, yeah. I think it's important for people to be able to have safe spaces. And I think that's the thing, like it's it's safe space, like, okay, like what you say isn't gonna leave this room. It's, you know, it's confidential. I think that, because not everybody can afford to go to therapy and not every insurance covers therapy. And that's really important for people to understand. I think a lot of times it's like, there's this, oh, just go to therapy, okay. (laughs) <laughs> not every insurance covers it straight up. Right. Like we had a PPO before and if we didn't hit our deductible, like we had to pay full price and it was like 180 a session. Like, yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> so it, it wasn't happening. So, I mean, I think that's something that if that's not available, you still need to have other avenues. Correct. Traumas need to be addressed to uh, men. We have a lot men and women. We have, we hold on to a lot of uh, childhood traumas, different traumas that happen in our life. Uh, as an example, I seen this post on Instagram. It was talking about how uh, women, like our, our moms or something, our grandmas, when they used to whoop it, they say, uh, "What you cry for? Don't cry." Stuff like that, or men don't cry. And then that same attitude is is being propagated when they when they get older because it, it was instilled in them when they was little to not cry, to not show emotion, to not even have emotion. So I feel like that needs to be addressed too. Like it's okay to show emotion, just a way you do it and it's a way you express it. And that's another thing that we got to deal with. I think there's a lot of, I see a lot of online chatter and a lot of online buzz for two somewhat um, conflicting opinions. I see on one side of the fence, people are saying we need to bring back more traditions. And at the same time, people are saying we need to break generational curses. So in that regard, how do you think we can kind of combine those two things together? Because 
I think there's there's aspects of truth in both of those statements, but they um, they need to come together to make a more like divine union. Wouldn't you agree? Correct. So we separate the wheat from the safe. Whatever we need to propel our nation in the right direction, we keep it. Whatever we don't need, whatever was handed down, passed down, and it caused trauma in our families, then throw it out. We need to really return back to that ancient state of mind of our forefathers, like we were talking about earlier, the ancient traditions that they used to do, uh, the family gatherings and things of that nature, just to bring back the unity. That's That's really what it's all about. I think people get hung up on a lot of technicalities of things, and they don't go back to like the original mold, like kind of what we were talking about with the church thing, right? So like, it's for some people that is really important to be at a place of worship, right? But it's like, if we peel back some of those layers, what's the important thing there? The important thing is like having something that you feel like you're connecting to. And it's like connecting to the source, connecting to divinity, connecting to nature, whatever you're choosing essentially to quote unquote worship, that's what's important is the connection. It's not necessarily the location. Right. (laughs) And I think that's, I think that's the thing that's, that's the way to bridge that gap is to be like, okay, let's take out some of the details because the details are what people fight about the most. Exactly. It's not the root they're fighting about. They're fighting about the petty details. They they argue about like languages, how, what I call the creator, what you call the creator. Yeah. The different rituals we use to praise the creator when the reality of the situation and the truth is, it's a creator. That eliminate 99% of the problems. If you really go back and think about the wars and history and stuff like that, most of those wars was fought because of religion. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. And it just, it's a conflicting matter that needs to be addressed. And the only way to address it is to know that we are seeing that we're looking at the same thing, no matter how I praise my God or how you praise your God. If we can, if we can come together in unity, I'm sure that both of our gods, quote unquote, will be happy as hell. Exactly. Maybe not happy as hell. Happy as heaven, exactly. inner inner heaven. So, what advice do you have for people that feel a little bit lost, or like something is missing, and maybe they want to begin a spiritual journey, but they just don't know where to start or feel overwhelmed by it? Because I get if you look up spirituality on like Instagram, you're gonna just see a million things and be like, what? <laughs> like, exactly. what do I do? What? Huh? Like, so what advice do you have for people starting out? If you ask me what to study, I will reply yourselves. Okay. When you have well studied them and will ask me what to study next, I will reply yourselves. So the first thing, where to start, it's not any, it's not a book. It's not anywhere or anything outside of self. It's you. Okay, you got to study yourself from your crown to your root. You got to study yourself. That's then, self-examination. Self-examination. That's it. Once you study yourself and really get to know yourself, you know your creator. Once you know your creator, then a lot of things will be added unto you. know how they say, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all things shall be added unto you. You got to seek ye the, king, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Once you find that and find that goal that lies within the heart, then you can start to find everything that you was, uh, quote unquote, missing or looking for because it's all within you we were just looking in the wrong places we gotta study ourselves a lot of people i think that's the thing a lot of people search for an external factor to make it right, right. and fun it's fact. not exactly fun fact spirituality actually just despite what popular uh, um opinion says spirituality just means 
breath work. <laughs> Spirit means breath. Spirituality means the art of breathing. Now, it's different rituals you can do, like the saging or the meditation or the affirmations. Those come with it, but it's simply breath work. Oxy, oxy, uh, making sure your cells get enough oxygen in the meditation, because that's where our uh, information is stored, and it's, it's stored in our DNA. That's how we get to feel like we want to, all right, let me, let me go meditate. Once you meditate, you, you start to get, like, quote-unquote downloads about different information and stuff like that. So that's why I say study yourself. And study and listen to your breath. I think that there's a reason they say that in meditation and a reason it's said in yoga and a reason I say it during massage. Listen to your breath. Like if that's like the simplest form mm -hmm. that you can go, are you breathing shallow? Are you, how are you breathing right now? You're breathing wow. a lot through your nose. Is it short? Do you feel panicky? Like those are all, all those observations really add up in the long haul. So what is your opinion on making a career out of the spiritual arts, be it becoming a minister or an energy worker, an intuitive advisor? Um, shamanic work is really popular. There are differing opinions about charging people and the ethics involved in that. So what do you feel about it personally? Uh, if, you, if you want to make a business out of it, just be just. Be, be righteous while you're doing it. If your intent is correct, you know, if you're doing it in the right manner and you have a passion for it, I say shoot for it. Go ahead. If you want to be that intuitive advisor where you want to uh, sit people down and, you know, help them with their issues and stuff like that, teach them different things. But I would say this, uh, the art of spirituality, it can't be taught. You only can teach uh, different Ritual, like different, like I said, the rituals and stuff like that, or different things you can use, like different crystals, of healing mechanisms and stuff like that. But the actual art of knowing yourself that can't be taught. But if one would like to uh, sell courses or just be an influencer, go ahead. I think it's going to be. I think it's positive. There's a lot of for a long time. And, you know, in the massage industry and energy work industry, there was kind of this like issue with like, well, should I really be charging for that? It's like a goodwill thing. It's a good right. service thing. Okay. Like money is, it's bullshit. <laughs> like I know we talked about it before and <laughs> talked about the law of divine compensation and energy and financial orgasms and all that in our previous episodes. But at the end of the day, money itself I mean, it's just a means to an end. Like, so no matter what career you pick, what job you pick, anything yeah. like that, you know, you're, you're using the money to exist and deal with the society that we're currently in. And that's really about it. So it's like when you're deciding wages, when you're deciding all that, look at your area, look at your network, see, and, and when one of the phrases I hate the most, and I get scrutinized for it horribly, is people will say, charge what you're worth. I'm going to go on record right now and say that is a bullshit slogan. You are not worth some, like a wad of paper. At all. You are, no. At all. Charge what you need to pay your bills. Charge what you need to pay your rent, your overhead. Charge what you need to advance your business. Charge what, you know what I mean? Those are the things in terms of charging. But don't be focused char on charging what you're worth. You are not worth a set amount of money. <laughs> you will never be worth a set amount of money. So like, I want people to get out of that mindset a little bit and get a little bit more into it. Like, no, like charge what makes sense. Charge what makes sense for your business, your lifestyle, um, what you need and, and don't need. 
that that makes sense to Correct. me. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, oh, definitely. Especially when it comes to spirituality and, and working with the spiritual arts. Yeah, and I've seen, uh, it's kind of funny, as I go on people uh, pages that like post like sage or they make they handcraft soap or whatever, their prices actually be angel numbers. Like it might be eleven, eleven, yeah, three, three, three. It just is uh, humorous to me just seeing that. <laughs> like, why not connect the dots, right? <laughs> right? I mean, think about stuff like that. I didn't even think about stuff like that, but that's like so smart, right? right. <laughs> connect the dots. Why not have like a little extra divinity? So, um, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And sharing your viewpoints and soul journey with us. We are, I really hope you listen to the next episode because it's going to be a really good one. But hopefully, if you've been thinking about a career in the spiritual arts or just getting into some spirituality yourself, this is like a really nice like launching point or set point to help you do that. And if you have any questions, please tell people how they can find you online. You can follow me on Instagram at I am spiritual K. Also, I'm on TikTok, I am spiritual K. And YouTube, I am space, spiritual space, K. I post content uh, pretty much weekly, uh, different live streams on Instagram. If you want to come up and have a, a build session, I'll bring you up on the panel. Uh, I'm definitely open for conversation. And also, you know, just reach out to me, you know, do with me on Instagram. What is on your social media? What is your next, I want to say, like, goal or launch point or touch point that you're planning with your social media when it comes to spirituality? Posting more uh, helpful content when it comes to, like, like we just, the question you just asked, just when it comes to finding yourself or finding your purpose or finding your passion, just really putting out that, like my bio says, uh, serving as a beacon of light for those who are still in the dark. Just want to be that light that, you know, just the people to see, okay, it's possible. Even for my peers, like, it's possible. Even for older people, it's possible. It's still possible. So, It's never too late to start. It's never too late to start your spiritual journey. And it's never too early to start your spiritual journey. And honestly, the earlier the better. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> As always, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at When Survival Looks Like Success. Take care, my friends.